it's one of those days that every time I hit the record button, the cats start scratching my door or the dogs start barking in the background. Yeah, really feeling the home office creator vibe right now. But finally, I've got this next episode for you. Thanks to the help of many listeners around the world. Thank you so much for your support. Without it, I wouldn't be able to do this. So this one's for you. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Worth the Risk, Part 8, Lasagna. Fuck, Natalie thought. Shit, she cursed out loud. She kicked an empty pack of cigarettes out of her way and thought, I can go back there and ask the receptionist to let me through. But Natalie knew she wouldn't do it. She was almost at Kim's place now, and her best friend already had dinner ready. Natalie regretted that she had agreed to stop by tonight. She had as soon as she had seen the sad look on Raven's face. I really should have run after her, she thought for the hundredth time. I mean, I could have told her how I feel. Natalie had been rehearsing what she wanted to say to Raven ever since she had left the hotel. She kept replaying the scene in her head, over and over, imagining the several ways Raven could have responded. A cyclist, who was also waiting for the light to change, suddenly straightened and pushed himself off with a grunt. Natalie's eyes flicked up. She crossed the street just as the light turned red again. Maybe it's a good thing, Kim called, Natalie told herself. She wasn't sure yet if she should tell Kim about Raven. Who am I kidding? She thought. Of course she would tell Kim about Raven. She wouldn't be able to stop herself even if she tried. But how to summarize what had happened in the last 24 hours? I met someone last night and had an instant crush. Was what first came to mind. Kim would have a good laugh about it, Natalie knew. She pulled the elastic band out of her hair and wrapped it around her wrist. She had just turned onto Kim's street. Did I bring my key? She wondered. Natalie usually had Kim's house key on her so she could drop by whenever she wanted to. She pulled out the contents of her front pockets. She found her ID and debit cards and the single key of her own front door in one pocket. The other one was empty. She would have to ring the doorbell. Natalie stopped walking and looked up at the sky. It was still clear and had even turned into a beautiful, romantic pink and orange. Perfect for a night at the park, she thought. Her fingers traced the square 9000 logo on her shirt. Raven had looked so darned adorable with her 9000 baseball cap. Natalie had bought it only two weeks ago, but she didn't regret giving it away to Raven one bit. She could always get another one. She put the key and passes back in her front pocket and pulled out her phone. Without thinking about it, she opened the photo app. Natalie scrolled back to the very first picture of Raven on the bridge this morning. Raven still looked a little uncomfortable in this image. Natalie could tell by the awkward way she was holding onto the metal railing. Raven already looked a little more relaxed in the next pictures, the lines around her eyes crinkling. Natalie's thumb now hovered over the screen. 
She had reached the photo she had taken at the city pavilion later in the day. Raven was sitting on a bench, holding a cone with several large scoops of Italian sorbet. Natalie had snapped the picture just as Raven was flicking her tongue over her upper lip, staring into the camera confidently. The fire in Raven's eyes made Natalie's blood thrum in her veins. She was still staring at the picture, her fingers tight around the device when an incoming email message slid onto the screen. The name flashing at the top of the notification nearly made her drop the phone. Raven had sent her an email, and the subject was, You know, it is weird. Natalie immediately caught the reference to the words she had used before the waiter had interrupted them. The notification window had already disappeared from the screen. Natalie quickly navigated to the email app to read the message. Thousands of butterflies darted around in her stomach as she started reading. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for showing me around Ghent today. Your city is magnificent. I really appreciate your time and enthusiasm. I couldn't have wished for a better guide. This might sound a little odd, but I feel like we've known each other for much longer than we actually do. I think you were about to say something along those lines at lunch when the waiter interrupted you. I just wanted to say, yeah, it is indeed weird. Raven. Natalie reread the last few lines a couple of times. Her head was spinning and her hands were shaking. There was no question in her mind about how Raven felt after this email. Natalie hit the reply button and started typing. Hey, Raven. That was exactly what I was going to say at lunch, but... Her screen suddenly flashed and the email she was typing disappeared. Bart's name appeared instead. Fuck, Natalie grumbled. She almost hit the deny button, annoyed at her boss for interrupting her. But Bart also had a lot of explaining to do, and Raven was waiting to hear from him. Natalie rolled her eyes and pressed the right button on her screen. Kim said, huffing. It took you longer to get across town than it took me to move here from Florida, for fuck's sake. Natalie shook her head. I'm sorry. Bart called. On a Sunday evening? Natalie's best friend asked, holding open the door and waving for her to step inside. I put dinner back in the oven. I'm sorry. Natalie said, dropping the contents of her pockets on the small table next to Kim's door. Bart put me in one of his impossible situations. I am so pissed off right now. Kim locked the door behind them. Is this still about having to go to the airport yesterday? Natalie raised her hands in the air. Oh no, this is about so much more. Tell me all about it, but let's start on dinner first, okay? Kim said and walked to her kitchen. Following her, Natalie checked the time on her phone. Oh shit, I really am late. She said, damn, I'm sorry. It's okay, but the lasagna might not be as juicy as you like it, Kim replied, winking. Natalie laughed. <laughs> Are you flirting with me again? Kim pulled open her small oven with her oven gloves on. I always am. Grinning, Natalie placed her phone on the kitchen counter. She wanted to give her friend her full attention. Kidding aside, 
Kim continued, looking down at the glass baking dish. I think it's ruined. Natalie walked over and inspected the lasagna. A slightly burned smell filled her nostrils as she sniffed. Nonsense, she said, smiling. This will be great. Kim arched an eyebrow. We should probably order delivery. (laughs) Absolutely not, Natalie huffed. You put a lot of love into this. We're eating it. She smiled shyly at her friend. I really am sorry for being so late. Stop apologizing, Kim replied, putting the steamy lasagna on the table. I care more about you going off the grid for a full day without notice. Where have you been? Kim pulled back a chair and sat down at the small wooden kitchen table. An old-fashioned tablecloth with colorful flowers was draped over it. Two small candles were standing amongst the glasses and plates, giving everything an extra cozy feel. Natalie plopped down on the other chair. I, uh, showed around that lady I picked up from the airport? She said it as casually as she could manage, but she already felt her cheeks starting to burn. You mean show her to her hotel? But that was yesterday, right? Kim asked while cutting into the lasagna and scooping up a piece. Yes, that was yesterday, but I also showed around the city today, Natalie said, her voice slightly higher than usual. Kim slowly moved the plate with lasagna to Natalie. Oh, did Bart make you? That guy is unbelievable. Clearing her throat, Natalie shook her head. No, no, he didn't. He actually totally went off the radar after he called and only just resurfaced. He let you deal with this woman all by yourself for the whole weekend? Kim said, eyes widening. Her name is Raven, Natalie replied, scratching her cheek. And she's actually very nice. She picked up her fork. Oh, really? Kim laughed, narrowing her eyes at Natalie. Fuck this lasagna. I want to hear about this raven lady. She threw the spatula to the side. What? No. Natalie giggled nervously. Come on, let's eat. Only if you tell me what's going on, Kim said, audibly amused. You're as red as a lobster right now. The food is just hot. Natalie tried. And a little spicy, too. (laughs) You haven't eaten yet, Kim snorted. Come on, woman, spit it out. Natalie groaned before relenting. (sighs) Okay, I think I have a total crush. Kim slammed the table triumphantly. I knew it! I knew it the moment you said her name! We spent the whole day together. Natalie continued, her face feeling even more flushed. We just had this instant connection, you know? It's crazy. Please tell me you kissed. Kim grinned, resting her chin on her hand. What? Natalie gasped. No, of course not. Kim narrowed her eyes again. Really? Natalie added. We didn't. Kim pursed her lips. Okay, okay. We did kind of talk about it. Natalie said shyly. Rolling her eyes, Kim replied, What a lesbian thing to do. Natalie stuck out her tongue. Like you are any better. Kim finally picked up the spatula again, shaking her head in amusement. So Raven has the crazies for you too? I think so, Natalie said, poking the lasagna with her fork. Wait, 
I thought you just said you two have talked about it, Kim responded, brow furrowed in confusion. Natalie turned to the counter. Okay, I almost asked her about it, but the waiter interrupted me. Then on my way over here, I got this email and... She groaned in frustration, not quite able to reach her phone without getting up. She faced Kim again, sighing in defeat. It doesn't matter anyway. She's going to be super pissed off as soon as I call her tonight. Girl, (laughs) Kim chuckled. You've got it bad. You are not making sense at all. Natalie grabbed her fork and sighed again. I know. Let's eat first. Then I need to make a call. And afterward, I will tell you everything. This was part eight of Worth the Risk. If you are part of my community on the website, or maybe you're on Patreon with me, you'll have noticed that I have been a little bit quiet lately. Um, it's like I explained last episode. It's, it's been a really rough time lately, but things are looking up a little. Um, things are getting better. And um, I'm, st- I'm still so happy to be able to do this work and share it with you. And I can do that because of the support of listeners around the world. And I know I say this every week, but it's it's not like I don't get used to it. I am so grateful um, for all the support that I get from you. So thank you. If you too would like to support my work, you can do this on the website, lesbianromantic.com support. Um, you'll discover that you can support me on the website directly, or you can join Patreon um, and discover what what uh, cool perks I have to offer there. So go check it out, lesbianromantic.com support. I haven't done bloopers in a while, have I? And I don't have any for this episode, I'm afraid. Um, but remind me on the community or on Patreon, whatever, if you like the bloopers, remind me to do those again. Um, I will try with the next episode or the one after that. I know many of you like them. Okay, I've been recording for about five minutes and I've got a cat scratching the door frantically because she can't come inside. Oh, even giving me the the verbal cues. (laughs) It sounds like, meow. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but it's time to say goodbye and uh, take care of the kitty. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you with the next episode very soon. Bye. Yes, I know. Meow. <laughs>